0: accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at theBehindTheWheelMorningShow@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur a small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I now we're gonna go with we. We now have be going with we? I think we're gonna go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre-mid or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's F I. forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So, shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Uh, I don't don't want that to happen. But I appreciate you Um. Taking the time to be here,
1: of course. Let uh, me. Um, so, so, w- w- what's your name, man? So my name is Marte. Uh, let me Cross Marte. Cross, Cross Marte. Let me. Cross
0: Marte. It. Okay.
1: My name is not Conbody.
0: I, <laughs> I. didn't think it was. Um. I didn't think it was Conbody, but I was like, "Yo, is this? Is this? I don't know if that was just like a stage name, not Conbody, but Cross Marte. It sounds like a." Where, where, where is it from? Where, 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 tell me about the origin. So,
1: so the origin of my name, costs. Um, so my dad from, is from the Dominican, both my parents are from the Dominican Republic, and mm-hmm. my dad was a beekeeper over there, and he worked in the, the farm. Um, but yeah, his, the guy that certified him to be a beekeeper was this Frenchman who was training people and giving certifications in the in DR, and uh, his last name was Koss. And uh, he got me and my mom my mom and I over here um, due to selling honey uh, to, you know, local people in the streets. And it was like, you know, because of this man, he trained me. I'm going to name my first son um, Koss. And so he Klaus took his Monte. name at me and, and put it as my first name.
0: Koss Koss Monte. Marte. Marte. Okay. All right. Um, you drink coffee, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I we do this routine before we get started, right? Like I'm gonna ask you about D D, or five bucks. D is um is Dunkin' Donuts, and five bucks is you know Starbucks. So you know it'll it'll just kind of loosen things up. I'll, I'll introduce you, and then um, I'm trying to pull up a uh, Instagram here, so I have your page, yep. um, in front of me. Woke up with like a. Uh, are you feeling good today, man?
1: Well, yeah, I'm good. I just, I just had a workout outside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. Hey, where are you at right now?
0: Me, I'm go. in Bridgeport. Like I live in um, in okay. Wallingford, Connecticut. So I drive down to my sister's house. I help her out during the day, and then you know, I um, you know, record some of the episodes from there. Usually, I'm behind the wheel of a car, but. Yeah, it's yeah. too hot, man. And then when yeah. I sit, like I was sitting the Dunkin' Donuts. The show started off where I'd be in the Dunkin'. You know, I would drive from my house down the block to the Dunkin' Donut, go through the drive through, and then head on my commute. And that's how the show started. But um, and now it's it's you know something different. Like I would sit when they were open, I'd be able to sit in front of the D and D. You know, fire up the laptop and do the Wi Fi from there. But it's like yeah, ninety degrees. I'd be cooking in the car.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, yeah. Anyhow. Ah, uh, let's go. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host D. Ivan Oxley. I, you know, I used to do this other intro, this other um, introduction. You know how people have like thirty five aliases. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host Baby Ox Baby O D. Rocky Livingstone. <laughs> Woo! Welcome back to another episode. Yo, know, today we got a very special guest. I seen this this workout um uh page uh con body. And I was I was captured by it. I was like, okay. And then I went to find out a little bit more about them in your podcast. And it's almost like one of those things you 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 become uh, engrossed in. And so every time I hear the word podcasting or whatever, it gives me like a rush. So hearing their story and then finding out that they are going to be training ex-cons how to produce podcasts. I was all in. So I said, I got to have this gentleman on the show. So give it up for Mr. Carl Sparta.
1: Thank you, Derek. I appreciate you having me.
0: Oh, man. Absolutely. So for those folks yeah, before we get started, though, man, I got to know. Are you a D&D man or are you a five bucks man?
1: I'm more of a and d man than a five bucks man. okay I think D&D got way better coffee.
0: Way better coffee. Yeah, I, I, I kind of tend to agree. And it has this nice tagline, you know, as a runner, you know, America runs on Duncan.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I usually group my own stuff though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that lately. Um, unless I go through the, uh, the drive-through, you know, they kind of yeah. miss me when I don't show up. It's like, where are you at? I'm like, yo, I don't work here. I just come through here a lot. <laughs> I miss you guys too. It was like a whole crew of people uh, that, that work there that you could, you know, they get to know your name. You start to feel like I'm norm. You know, remember Cheers? You remember Cheers?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So why don't you tell folks who may not be familiar with you a little bit about yourself, um, how you got started with Con Body and this new production that you all are going to be doing?
1: Yeah. So uh, my name is Carlos Marte. I started Combody Body about seven years ago uh, mm-hmm. after I was released from prison. Um, I went into prison for running one of the largest uh, drug delivery services in New York City. And by the age of 19, I was making over $2 million a year. Feds caught up with me when I was 23 years old. They they ended the operation. We uh, they arrested about uh, 11 of us, um, mm-hmm. and I was sentenced to seven years in prison uh, for what I did. Um, when I got to prison, that's when I found that I had a lot of health issues. My cholesterol levels were through the roof. Doctors told me if I didn't start working out or eating correctly, that you know I could probably die of a heart attack. So mm. I I, I didn't eat correctly because in prison you don't get the best food. But I try <laughs> to watch my my diet. I stopped drinking the, the prison juice. Uh, but
0: Yo, what just, is that prison juice made of? Is that is that Tropicana? Did you get Tropicana or is that I, Sunny I,
1: D or? It's it's, uh, it's a special powder. I don't even know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's powdered. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's all you do it's, it's powder and water, and you just stick it in there, and it's uh, it's just really sweet. It's like um, tropical fantasy type of deal. Mm. Yeah, they call it the sperm killer. The sperm. They <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't want, okay. want us reproducing people. You know mm. what I mean? So, yeah, but you know, I stopped. I stopped. Uh, uh, I watched what I ate a little bit, but I, I started working out obsessively. I uh, started going out to the prison yard, running laps, uh, going back into my prison cell, doing all types of calisthenic workouts. And, and eventually I lost 70 pounds in six months, mm-hmm. got health back. Uh, and then other inmates just started watching me and I started working out with them um, started this like small group of camaraderie building in the, in the prison yard working out together we would form a circle somebody would stand in the middle and we would just do the whole workout together um, and it just kept going I didn't think I was going to start a business behind it until uh, I ended up in solitary uh, and, and while I was in solitary towards the end of my incarceration that's when I I had a a light bulb go off and I said, I wanted to do this. And and while I was in that cell uh, in 24-hour lockdown, I just wrote out a whole fake mini business plan um, and just came home and started doing it, you know, and and started doing it in local parks, renting out studios, eventually opening up our first location, then moving on to a bigger location, now doing a huge digital play now. Uh, doing these live stream workouts and on demand workouts. And we have something that we're going to be doing like combody uh, 2.0, where you're going to be having your, your calorie count, your heartbeat uh, monitor at the same time uh, you're working out live stream with us. So it's going to, I can't wait for that to come out next month. That's going to be dope.
0: Oh, man. Because I'm looking at the uh, your page, man. It's like, it's on on in the yard, like Lions Gate soccer field, place yeah. jam packed. Yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna put the feed up there so you guys can can see it. You know, Yeah. but that's you yeah. there, right? The, the workouts and so th- this that is yo that when I heard when I saw the stories, like yo, I got I gotta have you on the, on the show. How did, how did you come up with your
1: name, man? Uh, so com so originally I wanted to call it a prison style boot camp. Um, now
0: I'm talking. About, I'm sorry. Before we get to that name, I'm talking about your name.
1: Oh, my name, my personal name. Yes. So, Cost Monte. I didn't come up with my name, uh, but my my dad gave me my name. Uh, so my my dad, uh, you know, brought my parents up in the Dominican Republic. Uh, my mom immigrated when she was six months pregnant with me. But my dad was a beekeeper in the in the farms in DR. And the guy that certified uh, him to become a beekeeper was this Frenchman that mm-hmm. was you know training people out there, and his last name was Cost. Which is like a Scandinavian last name, and um, and he said, you know, because you know, this honey brought him to brought my mom and I uh, to, to America, and I was the firstborn child in America. My sister's born over there. That he's going to name me after the guy that certified him, you know, Koss and which was his last name. And I'm the only person that has it as a first name that I know of. You know, Jenggul, mm-hmm. and and that's my name.
0: Mm. And so what what did your um what did your parents think once you uh they you know you 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 did some time and um you know you figured you know, you know the immigrant story they brought you to the country and then now did did you, did they feel like you, you let them down or
1: Yeah, I mean I was I was in and out of jail uh you know since I was thirteen years old. So I was in the system a lot. I was uh a bit rebe- rebellious. Um it was it was hard. Um I don't know. They 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 see me growing up in this neighborhood that was very heavily drug infested. Like there was heroin lines uh, you know, right in front of my building. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: where'd you was, grow up? Uh on Rivington, on, on the lower east side. Okay. Uh, nowadays it's, you know, galleries and poodles and it's just like where the, all the hips nice are, and you know. safe. <laughs> <laughs> but back back in the day it wasn't, you know, it was um it was it was crazy out here. And and that's what I seen growing up you know, and I've seen a uh, few of my cousins who lived in the same building. We, I basically grew up in the same floor with cousins and uncles and uh, we had like the whole fifth floor, fourth floor and the sixth floor. Mm. Uh, we're all family members and we're all little kids just running up and down the stairs and just being wild, you know, it was just, you don't see that anymore in New York where you have kids, you know, uh, where you let kids go trick-or-treating and then.
0: Yeah, playing and, outside. <laughs> you
1: know, like this every kid is is in an iPad at home, you know what I mean? So uh but that that's what it was. You know, and that's how I grew up. And um my dad was uh uh coming back and forth from the DR. He, he, both of my sisters were still living out there. Uh, they were born out there, they were older and and he was trying to bring them over here for a while. Um and I was here living on my aunt's couch with my mom. So her and I was just uh, you know, trying to make it and and I used to get frustrated at the fact that you know everybody around me had more than I did. You mm-hmm. know? And I felt like I needed to get my own and um and and I got it you know through through the world of drugs, and even as a kid, I was just doing like selling baseball cards, you know, opening up the fire hydrant in the middle of the day, you know watching
0: people off, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just doing all types of all types
0: of work. Mm. So that there's this entrepreneurial, you know, spirit that I guess um, not. I guess that that that's out there. And what I, what I enjoy doing is being able, to, you know, to tap into that. You know, because you see it, and it's like if it's channeled and correctly at an early age, then it's like, yo, it, it could, you know, change the trajectory of someone's life. Um, yes. So you know, you're coming out. I'm thinking, you know, you're, you're, it's like, go on, you know, I know my parents, my, my pops used to come from Barbados. And the story was, like, anytime we did anything wrong, I brought you guys to this country to get your education, then I'm going back home. So that was like his, his speech all the time, anytime we did something wrong. And he, when I finished, shortly after I graduated from, you know, graduated from high school, after dropping out and going back and get my diploma or whatever, they went back to Barbados, man. So he was serious. This was his his routine. So it was like, either sink or swim. So now, you know, you come out and now you start this business that is is starting to grow and and flourish. And you guys were like in um, Forbes magazine. Yeah, yeah. Did a story on you all.
1: Yeah, we did. We've been on Forbes, Inc., um, Men's Health, Men's Fitness. We've been on over 200 media outlets today. You
0: know, and so the one that really captured that I that I became familiar with, um, you know, the con, but I see the workout, the podcasting, and be able to train people, you know, how to produce media and content is like, yo, that is,
1: yeah, yeah, no, yes, is. we we launched a, a non profit, uh, you know, recently right now through through COVID times. Uh, so what, right now, we want to take 12 fellows, you know, 12 formerly incarcerated individuals coming out of the system and train them into becoming audio engineer, video production, uh, and doing, you know, podcasting. So we've seen that there was a huge industry going to that you know, going towards that that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also were in, in sense of calm body. We're doing a lot of video production, audio stuff. Uh, and we want to train these individuals to create content and help us, uh, you know, hire them coming out of our our one year program, mm-hmm. uh, and and be part of our our program. But also, you know, have them work at higher uh, corporations. So, so we have reached out to Spotify, Vice, um, okay. you know, Moth, uh, big corporations that are willing to hire these individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's that's what we're doing. Um, it's just trying to get the get the word out there.
0: That's important work, man. I you know when it, obviously I do do a podcast, but when I'm thinking about the the, the skill set that you um that you had to build an organization um, prior to you being locked up, do you see yourself applying those those skills to to the work that you do now?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I felt like it was all—it's pretty much all the same, except for not, back in the day, I didn't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but I, it was the transferable skills that I that I brought from the streets. That I started everything from the scratch, from scratch. Because I, my idea was just to like, you know, back in the day, I uh, what I did to do this drug delivery service, I made ten thousand business cards. I went up to like. You know, all these people on Wall Street that were using coke and drugs and and um, and just marketed, directly marketed to them. So I would go to the bars, you know, hang out with them and just hand them my card and be like, hey, we have a 24-hour delivery service, blah, blah, blah. Just said with that. And it started blowing up. It, it grew so much that I had seven cell phones and each phone only held 1,500 to 2,500 contact numbers, you know, flip phones mm-hmm. didn't hold that much contacts and didn't have that much information. So I had to keep getting a new phone uh, and a new phone number and more cards. So I just started expanding where it got crazy. Um, and so that's what I, I mean. Now what I did when I came home, all I knew was just guerrilla marketing. So I went up to people on the streets, uh, started running up to a woman wearing yoga pants, jogging in the block, cause it, the whole neighborhood changed. So I'm like, you know, I just saw everybody working out and it was just a whole different at- atmosphere. And I just started like pitching to people going on the subway, making announcements, um, just nonstop asking. For that, and that that's that's the same tactics that I used back in the day. So
0: that is um that's gangster. <laughs> that is real that's that's guerrilla marketing, man. Mike right? from just hearing it, man, I get chills just just thinking about it. I'm, you know, I'm seeing a guy. You know, like most people, are like I'm not doing that. I'm not getting on the train and making a. Night. This who, What? Why? That just that just sounds. Cr- I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, so when you tell somebody, well, this is what you have to do. Well, this is what I did to be where I'm at today. I'm not doing that. How yeah. do I? How, how do I get to where you're at? Well, this is what I did. I don't want to get on a subway. <laughs> announcements. Walking up to random people. Yeah. Why?
1: Yeah.
0: So did you have thoughts or, or doubts or in your head as you're doing this stuff or you just you just knew what the 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 end result was going to be or
1: I just had I had it in my heart that I knew this was going to pop off you know I knew that every time I showed up and and delivered a great product that it was going to eventually pop off and so uh you know what I had that was the same mentality I had in the streets you know when I I had a great product that was going out to the corner and just delivering and showing up and being reliable and, and just continue to rinse and repeat, you know, I felt like that's all, that's the secret sauce that you need is just like keep delivering and showing up day after day and, and it's going to eventually work as long as mm-hmm. people like the product. Um, so, you know, I, I had, I had my first testers, my, my first, my first customer was my mom. Uh, <laughs> and, and my mom was. Oh, wait a
0: minute.
1: Yeah, you mom working out, man. Yeah, she's, she, my mom's 65 years old. She's, she's working out four times a week with us. She's, she's a beast. Uh, great health. But yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I had her. Then I had my neighbor. Then I had you know other people from the neighborhood. And, uh, and just, so, I how did it. you
0: get? What, what, what did you pitch to your mother to get her to um to agree to to, to do the workout? Uh,
1: my mom was uh, a little bit not not fit, but like she she was active. She you mm. know, she was a hardworking woman, but she was like doing these power walks in the morning. She'll go in, to Chinatown and do like the Tai Chi. You know, group thing with with the Asian ladies, and and then walk her and do power works. and I'm like, "Yo, mom, you ain't doing shit with doing that. Like, you got to come, you got to do a real workout." And uh, and she was a little bit chunky, and uh, and she she lost weight with me and got into shape. You now she has like triceps, like you can't believe, it's crazy. You charged it? Uh, nah. Well, I got a, a discount for uh, sleeping on the couch. You know that. You was- got a discount. <laughs> so yeah. it was like a bottom. It was like an exchange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had, a, I had it. She was charging me, you know, two fifty to sleep on a couch mm-hmm. uh, a month. So, you know, I'd be like, hey, I will work you out. You know, you know, do it for two hundred, and and so that's how that's how it happened. Um, you know, she started working out. I had a friend that started working out, uh, and then eventually, so people started watching me, and I started doing little videos here and there, and just kept trying to like blow it up.
0: Mm. So, where did you get that that that, that drive and determination from? This entrepreneurial drive and spirit, where did that come from?
1: I, I think I, I don't know. I was just, I guess I was, I was a kid that was really money hungry, and um, and and I think as a kid, you know, seeing, you know, the other kids around me with the new Jordans, and I'll be like, Mom, can you give me these Jordans? And mm-hmm. be, nah, I can't afford it. And like that's way too much. Well, let's go to pay less, you know. <laughs> and I'll be tight, you know what I mean. So. I was just like, I had to get it on my own. Mm. You know, there's times where I I was like five, six years old, I'm knocking on everybody's door in the building and just collecting the beer cans, going down to the bodega, changing them for nickels, you know, with large garbage bags, you know, just to get a couple bucks. And I and that was my drive. I think that's where everything just started. where, like, you know, money was everything for me. But now, you know, for me, money is not that important. It's is necessary. But I don't think you know. That's that's uh, that's that's where success lies. You know so,
0: what I mean? what's 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 driving you now? Um...
1: I think is the the pain from you know seeing the unfairness of how formerly incarcerated people are, are treated when they come out of the system. When when you come out uh, out of the New York State penal system, you get they give you forty dollars in a bus ticket, and then they say you know go on your way, get on parole, go report and and then you get denied after job after job and it's just a frustrating system when you're really trying to change your life mm-hmm. and nobody's really giving you that first opportunity to like, you know, really strive forward. So you, 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 sometimes it's, you know, you get frustrated enough and you revert back to the streets and that's what usually happens to individuals coming out. Uh, but I was determined that I was not going to go back for no matter what, you know, whether I was living on the street, whether I, you know, I had no food in my belly, but like, I was just gonna keep going and figure it out. Um, but I didn't wanna I didn't wanna put my son in that situation. Uh, my son right now is 13, but yeah, I didn't I didn't want him to, you know, grow up without a father, even though I spent you know all that time without him. Mm-hmm. And so I was determined to be out. And um and the thrive is that uh, I see is it's basically like when you see when you saw George Floyd on the street mm-hmm. getting down and him crying for his mom and and you're like it's that 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 I don't know that eagerness of like damn this is so unfair that I want to scream you know yeah. and, be mad and, and do something about it you know and so that that's the feeling that I get
0: hmm. yeah that, that's enough to keep you keep you going man you know I, I really appreciate you uh, spending time with us on this um on this podcast you know I'm looking forward to what the network is going to. To to bring for you guys, you know, it's a booming industry. It's 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 growing, expanding. You know, I used to listen to uh, Air Hustle, um, yeah. that podcast, and and it just became you start seeing like and hearing stories. I don't know if there's a a a movie or something that that's loosely based off of your life. Um,
1: we we're, we're uh we've been filming a documentary with a four time Academy Award director. Um, she just put a five-part docuseries together mm-hmm. and pitching it to Netflix and, and other huge production companies and they're interested right now. So uh, she's been following me around for six years, you know, since I was in the park trying to pop everything off and just seeing all the adversities and barriers that I had to face, you know, as a, as a person of color, as a person coming out of the system, as a person that doesn't have, uh, you know, the, the Harvard or MBAs, um, you know, diploma. Um, you know, I I did one year of college, so that's that's where I, that's the only education I got. But I I feel like I got more education than those individuals from the streets. You know what I mean? More, yeah,
0: school hard knocks.
1: That's it. That's you, know, it.
0: That, you got your MBA there. I mean, that's 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 where that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, you take the theory. It's one thing. You know, it's, it's somebody sitting in a, in a nice, safe environment pontificating. You know, and then you got to come and apply that to real life situations. It's a, it's a lot different. Yeah. It's a lot different. In 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 a you know in, in, in a safe environment, it's nice. You got to come out now in the hood and start experimenting, trying to apply these marketing tactics. New York City trains can be rough. <laughs> it's a rough <laughs> job, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You start talking, nobody want to hear nothing you said.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) And I was used to, uh, you know, hearing those no's, you know, when I was going out to people and they shake their head, no, no, no. And I just kept moving on the next person. Like I didn't waste my time trying to convince somebody. Uh, And I think that's what uh, a lot of salespeople have wrong, where they just keep calling, keep calling the same person that they're trying to convert into yes. Uh, well, they're wasting their time on new people that might say yes. See, you know yeah. what I mean. Jory you got
0: your answer. No, I mean at some point you might circle back, but somebody already yeah. told you no. You dispensing a lot of energy, session. Exactly. Why not? I don't understand. Questioning yeah. yourself. Go on. You keep. You're going to. It's the laws of average. are going to be in your favor, man. Yeah. The, the sooner you get past that, no, you move on. You're going to get to a, a, a yes. Yeah, you know, so th- there's this patience that you could see in you. I mean, watching someone chronicling your life for six years, that's that's like yo, I like I, I. It's almost like I already saw this movie. You know, your life. That's why I asked you if someone was doing a documentary on you or if they covered it because it seems like I've heard this. I don't know if somebody was imagining that they would be doing what you actually did. Yeah, but this story sounds familiar to me, man. I'm like yo. This guy is out here. When you told me the second part, you know, the high end, it sounds like somebody, something someone made up. I'm yeah. like, yo, this is, a, this is this guy's real life story. So who jacked his story, man? I want to know if you're going to find out. You definitely got to find out, man. I certainly do appreciate you being on the show, man. If you guys are not following Koss, you need to go follow him. Um, where can people find out about you? Um,
1: yeah. Uh, get, yeah, you yeah? you can check us out at Conbody that's C-O-N-B-O-D-Y hit us up on Instagram Facebook Twitter it's the same handle we just started TikTok so uh we'll oh right so he just t- and he's talking about shutting it down I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah right like what happens if TikTok is shut down it yeah will-
0: Microsoft is talking about buying it we'll see man <laughs> Uh, man, I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to um seeing what happens next. I certainly do appreciate you being on the show, man. And uh, thank you. Enjoy.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it.
0: No, thank you, man. Oh, man.